You hear us here in the host of the hour, first to follow the fox named Eve, with books laid before the bear named M, to read and retire around the long fire. It's a Christmas miracle. We're here. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, uh, we're tell you next week, too, so that's the actual Christmas miracle, because yeah. that'll come out two days after Christmas. So, yeah. never mind, not a Christmas miracle, put the miracle back one more week. I mean... I did start listening to our previous episode and I started out being like, I think I got like whatever, you know, respiratory thing my kid has. Um, so I feel like you can hear it a little bit in my voice. Uh, and then I just like completely like over the course of days, it was especially like I was feeling a little bit worse as it went on, but especially Sunday, I was just like fever dream in and out of sleep uh, most of the day. Yeah, it's not good. Um, yeah. But today, like yesterday, uh, I was feeling mostly okay, but I got towards the end of the day and I was like, I'm like tired. Um, and today I mostly feel fine. My, I still have the like bronchitis cough though. So I'm going to do my best to like mute or like edit out if I cough on the podcast, but some might make it in. If I laugh, you might hear that like real smokers laugh. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, mute. Don't edit yeah. it out. Cause if you edit it out, then I'm fucked. You got to mute. Well, it. if I do it, it'd be like the inserting silence, not the okay. not the uh, deleting. You just mute audio. Yeah, yeah. just mute audio. Don't yeah. don't don't change the fucking timestamps. Yeah, no. Either muting my mic physically. Yeah. Because I have enough. Generally, I have enough of a forewarning that I'm about to cough. Uh, I can feel it because it's that real bronchitis. Like there's just shit in my my throat right now, uh, and so I can just feel when I like need to cough. Uh, it's like more conscious than some coughs are. Um, but, uh, and if I can't do that, then I'll just like in, you know, mute the audio afterwards. Yeah. So, um, sucks out here though. Uh, I had to drive into work today. It's fucked up. Yeah. I've been low key sick and working all week. So I, I feel you. Yeah. Um, I'm not as sick as you, but it has been a constant stream of like a weird cold, uh, plus my general ailing since I was in the hospital, plus I'm ad- <laughs> adapting these fucking meds. Um, just before we get into the book real quick, I gotta say, uh, so I, I mentioned I was put on Stratera. I, it's like been two weeks as of today. Uh, two weeks in a day. I don't know. Fuck it. Um, and so I haven't really felt any mental changes yet. Cause it takes like four to six weeks to get cooking. Um, but it's given me the fucking most annoying, like, sweats during the day, like, several hours after I take it, which apparently is very common with SNRIs, and I should just move out of it. But it's so unpleasant to feel like you've 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 just broken a low-grade fever for, like, four hours a day every fucking day. Yeah. And that's what um, it feels like. That was me uh, last night at, like, one in the morning. Yeah. I just woke up just absolutely drenched. Like Yeah, this is not absolutely drenched, it's just yeah. like slightly damp and I don't like it. This, I'm I do not normally typically have problems temperature regulating. I suppose it'll like I said, shake itself out. But yeah, when I was like in the hospital, I'd wake up every fucking six hours drenched in sweat as a different fever broke because I was very yeah. sick. <laughs> um also I'm currently enjoying it's like very hot water with uh lemon juice and honey. Which I've had on a couple podcasts now. Um, one of them people won't hear until New Year's because it was the Ghost Divers New Year special. But uh, I feel like it's extra hot. So if I, if there's like any sipping sounds, it's just because it's very hot. So mm-hmm. apologies. Um, yeah, I feel like you're a little bit in that. Like after I, because I got COVID like before people knew it was in the U.S. Yeah. Um, 
And after that, there was just like a, a an extended period of me, um, like just kind of being sick all the time yeah. until they're just like, you have asthma. So, um, hopefully you'll either, it, it doesn't help that we're just in sick season right now. Yeah. So, but yeah, if, if, it, if we're getting into the new year and it's still this way, uh, you know, something worth checking, especially if you keep coughing. Cause that was the I'm not thing coughing at all. I'm like, I got a runny okay. nose and I was sneezing yeah. been, like the last two days. I've just been like snot, the snot kid from wind waker, basically running around. It's been miserable today. I've dried yeah. up a little bit, but I do just still feel a little under the weather, but my cough from when I got COVID is mostly cleared up. Uh, thank God. Cause that was really, that lasted yeah. for weeks and was very annoying. Um, yeah, but, um, yeah, before the whole, like, asthma and me having COVID and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, it used to be that, like, if anything, like, was going around, I would get it, but I would have it mild. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Emily normally wouldn't get it, but then if she did, she'd have a really bad case. And now it's just, like, I get everything, and it's probably going to be bad, especially if it's respiratory. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, this is immunity's uh, just fucking shot now. This yeah, is, no, this is this is uh, th- yeah. you know research showing it fucks with your immune system long term. Uh, so yeah, the, pa- the part where everyone's catching it sure to not be a problem in the future. Yeah. Uh, anyway, out of that downer, do we want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, we do <laughs> because actually, uh, so like reading it this week. I was like, well, we're not going to, we're not going to speed up really, but we could, but at the same time, like every week we, we read like, there's usually like two chapters of setup on either side, or maybe they're all together. And then one chapter is a banger. And that's been true the last couple weeks. And it's true this week. And that's all that really matters. We're still getting good book every time. Yeah. Yeah. There will always be like one chapter where, where very little happens. Yeah. Um, but it's always short. Mm hmm. And then there's always like a longer chapter where cool shit happens. So absolutely, yeah. Um, so chapter nineteen, how the Nibelung treasure was brought to Worms. Um, so there's like basically they end up convincing her to bring the treasure, yeah, the Nibelung treasure to to Burgundy to yeah. Worms. Um. Which, the way that this plays out, it's then just extra funny. But they're like, she's got a bunch of money. Why don't we have that money? Um, and I forget, is it uh, Giesel Hair again who, like, finally convinces her? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, and, like, the only person that she's really distrusting in all of this is Hagen. Because, of course, it's Hagen. Hagen killed uh, Siegfried. She's just going to, like, forever hate this man. Uh, for due reason. He sucks. Oh, don't worry. He's going to get so many more reasons yeah. this, this week. Uh, Hagen, <laughs> yeah. fucking villain of history. This petty, shitty man. Um, And so they go to, you know, where Albrecht is. Um, and he's like, ah, oh, we don't have that cloak because we gave it to Siegfried. So, like, you know, we can't fight back either. Uh, so they end up transporting all of the treasure. Um to the castle um and there's this mention in here of this like magic gold wand i think um and it's like you know whoever had it could like rule all of the kingdoms or whatever uh, and i'm like is this like because it's like 
you know, if any had found its secrets, they could have been lord over all mankind. I'm like, this feels like they're like doing a Chekhov's tiny wand of gold that's magical. Um, but I don't actually know if it, anything's going to come of it because, like, we this, we see what happens to most of their treasure. <laughs> yeah, it just feels like some weird like storybook bullshit sprinkled on top. Yeah. It's like there's some other myth about this treasure, and they just want you to know that they missed it. You know, yeah, there's a bit if like, you're aware of it that like it's not going to come into play. They missed it. <laughs> yeah, there's like a bit. Is it, I think it's a chapter after. I think it's chapter twenty one where it's like the book's like clearly the the sources have switched from where the this story is being written from because it introduces like a character that we've already just spent a bunch of time with as if they're new. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I just like I wonder if anything is going to come with this wand or not. No, Truly, not. trying to keep it in mind. I'm assuming it's not, but uh, the main thing is, as soon as um they get all the treasure and she starts like spending it and getting glory and valor and guys swearing themselves to her, Hoggins yeah. like, we gotta get rid of this treasure immediately. <laughs> yeah, she starts building a fucking army. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, of course Hoggins like. You know, oh, we can't have her building an army against us using this treasure. So put me in control of it. Um, and then Gunther's like, no, I couldn't do that. Like, she's my sister. Like, th- it it belongs to her. And Hagen's just like, just let me. She already hates me. Just say it was me. You know? Um, big, big Takumi saying to Yasu, like, I'm the only one who should be hated. Like, I'm used to it. Let me take on the hate. Um... So then, then Gunther's like, yeah, sure. Um, is there anything else before they like really? Oh, this also includes, I couldn't remember if the sinking happened in this chapter or not. Yeah. Uh, so then there's a part where they all go away. Um, I don't even remember where to, but basically everybody leaves except Hagen because everyone's like, fuck that guy. Uh, and then he takes all the treasure and sinks it in the Rhine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for this chapter. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, as you noted, it seems like we move to just a different source. Yeah. Uh, because we come in on King Etzel, which I, I think this is Attila. Yeah, um, I believe so as well. Just yeah. the way they talk about him the rest of this chapter. Yeah. And like Etzel, Attila, there's like a cognate happening there. I would say I don't agree with that, but that's fine. I still think well, you're the, right about who this yeah. is. <laughs> The the there's a vol ship ha- shift happening and the TT turning into TZ, I think is the big thing happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, his wife Helcha has mm-hmm. died, uh, and he loved her very much, uh, so he's all bummed out. And um, is he the one who specifically says like, I, I think I think he's just asking like, uh, you know. Is there like anybody else that could could match her? And they're like, well, there's this one noble woman who her husband was mighty Siegfried. Yeah. Um, we get the whole reintroduction of Kriemhild. And he's immediately like, well, she's a Christian, so that's not going to work because she's not going to marry me because I am not a Christian. Yeah. Um, and uh, Rudiger, Rudiger of Pochlern is the the like main guy here. He was like, I will sort this all out. Send me. Um, you know, I promise you, I'll be able to, to win you, uh, you know, cream held is your wife basically. Yeah. Um, so he, you know, 
goes traveling. Um, we get this bit where, like, his daughter, right, is the Margravine, who, like, never gets an actual name. Because mm-hmm. he's the Margrave. Um, I feel like she, like, kind of gets introduced, and then we don't really hear that much more about her. So yeah. I don't know if there's going to be much else with her, but... Um, yeah, I was, like, trying to follow if anything significant was happening with her, and I, I couldn't catch really anything that important. No. Um, and then, uh, yeah, he shows up in Burgundy, um, and basically everyone is immediately like, yeah, this sounds good, like, but because the, of the, the, like, rules around marriage and stuff at the time, a woman who is, like, married and then widowed has more control over like her next marriage. Yeah. Um, we saw this with the sagas as well. Um, so they're like, everybody's like, this sounds great. Uh, but we do have to ask her because uh, everyone, she, but one thinks this sounds great. Oh yeah. Hagen, Hagen once again is like, look, she had the treasure and she was building an army against us. Now you want to marry her off to like the guy with some of the best warriors in the land, <laughs> all the lands. Like, He's gonna, she's gonna come and try and kill me. <laughs> um, I, I think he's extremely right throughout all of this. Here's but, the thing is that they, um, um, her brother should have offered Hagen up as, uh, you know, kill him, blood price paid years ago when they first killed Siegfried and called it a day. Yeah. All of this yeah. would have been for, like totally <laughs> forgotten about by then if that was the case. Yeah. Uh, but instead he continues to just like be shitty to her and make things worse. Yeah. Like, I don't know um, how they're doing it on the continent, but the Icelanders would have given this guy up and they would have killed him and it would oh, have been yeah. fine. <laughs> it would have gone to some court and then they would have yeah. been like, you either pay a bunch of money or kill him. And then they would like pay the bunch of money, but then she still wouldn't like it. And then she'd like get some bloodstained cloak and throw it to her son or whatever. And her son yeah. would kill him. They've lost yeah. the cloak. Also seems like a big mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, feels like that'd be really useful. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. And so she's resistant to this idea as well. Um, and, but mostly for like grief reasons, she's like, it would, yeah. it would be unbecoming of me to marry someone else. Uh, I had the best man alive and no one will ever beat him. So yeah, this chapter in particular, it provides a little bit of like extra motivation that I can understand about why she didn't want to go. Because, like, part of it is she, like, wants to go to his grave and, like, mm-hmm. see his grave all the time. Um, so part of it is that, like, she also just doesn't want to leave Siegfried's grave. Um, so, yeah, she's, like, uh, fully in the, like, no, my all my... There, there was some great line. Um, I should have, like, written it down. But she was, like, all my worth is... Like, all I'm worth is mourning or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, like, this is such a goth girl thing to say. Um, but yeah, and then basically, uh, continues to be resistant and there's like a few days of Rudiger going and like, well, Rudiger's like, I'll to- sleep on it. Don't say no right away. Yeah. Just think of it. Yeah. She comes back the next day and she's like, no, there's, there's like a bit where they describe her as like the, uh, the upper half of her gown is soaked in her tears, which is real like, uh, Genji Monogatari shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> which always has uh, members of the court, like, d- drying their eyes with their sodden, like, sleeves that are covered in their tears because um, great professions of woe were uh, considered, uh, you know, good decorum back in yeah. the day. Other classics. <laughs> and, like, some of his, like, early attempts is like, oh, you know, what else will, like, remedy grief? But, like, the love of another, like, the the tender affection of, like, another. Yeah. You know? Um 
And none of this seems to be working. She's just like fully, I don't, uh, you know, I don't want to go off and marry this man, even though he sounds great. Um, and then there's this part where, uh, he basically says, um, I'm trying to see if I can find the specific thing, but, um, yeah, it's like, uh, here, do not weep anymore, said he. If you had none but me in Hungary and my trusty kinsmen and vassals, any man who had wronged you would have to pay very dearly for it. And so her feelings were assuaged. And, like, at this point, she's immediately like, oh, if I go, I can get revenge. <laughs> um, but then instead of immediately like admitting to that she's like well you know i'm also worried because he's not a christian he's a heathen this could be an issue and uh rudiger the margrave is like oh you know he has lots of christian warriors as well uh nobody's like unhappy there um you know if, if you came I, we might even be able to get him to be baptized for you yeah like uh wouldn't that be like great for you to like lead to him being baptized really cosmopolitan so, uh, area of the yeah. world happening over there um and so then she's like finally gives the the consent here you know there's a little bit more of like everybody being like please like give your consent um but it really does because there's this part where we get her thoughts it really does just seem like the actual change is she's like oh i'd have so many fighting men <laughs> I would yeah. have command over them. Um, well, I can get my revenge. It's, and now it's I just got to play It's weird because it cool. it, it's so... I feel like... I feel like it's so much more specific that in that she sees the people around her as like... Uh, the, the, like, they are... Con like, Hagen will continue to do violence to her, right? Like, the future is yeah. beset with, like, petty grievances leading to people causing her harm. And they won't, like, kill her or anything. Um... But it will be miserable. And when she has power, she can establish herself in such a way where no one can attempt. They will like when they attempt this again, she will be able to like, I feel like if they didn't start shit, like if she left and no one ever talked to her again, uh, she'd probably just leave him alone. That's my I don't know. I don't know the story. Yeah. But my feeling is she thinks that Hagen will continue to needle her until the end of one of their days. And she wants to make sure it's fucking his. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, the premise is specifically like if anyone wrong should wrong you again, basically. Yeah. Um, so, but this is still, she's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> also, um, what's this guy's name again? The Margrave? Um, um, Rudiger. Yeah. Rudiger specifically says he swears to do anything so long as it not bring him dishonor, which is like the normal, like knight fealty thing. Unfortunately, everyone here is dishonorable as fuck. So he's going to have yeah. <laughs> real good reason to murder them. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, at that point, she uh, finally agrees. And then as she's leaving, reveals that she has some treasure left. Yes. Um, so, uh, and again, Hagen, like, protests her being able to keep it. Um, and it seems like even some of the treasure that she reveals she d isn't able to take, but she takes, like, a little bit. Yeah, she's also, like, um, paying people, like... If you will come with me to this new land, I will pay your way and you'll have a horse and you'll have new clothes and we'll be set up yeah. real nice in the future. Yeah. Um, there's also this sense of like, even when she has like this tiny crumb of like the little bit that she had hidden away that wasn't the like giant stuff that was buried, it's still like enough that she's able to like win fame, just like spending it liberally recruiting a bunch of people to come with her. Yeah. Um, 
So, but even Rudiger's like, you don't need it. You're going to be queen. She's like, I'm not queen yet, though. And it's important to me that I <laughs> secure the loyalty of the people who I'm bringing with me and not someone yeah. do it as an IOU. Um, yeah. Th- what I'm saying is give her outer heaven. She'll fix it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this chapter rules. Yeah. Um, and then I mean, the previous chapter was, was pretty good, too. But yeah. this one in particular. Yeah. And then they leave. Um. And then chapter 21, uh, this one is the one where, like, my eyes glaze a little bit, because it's just a lot of traveling around. It is just um, a lot of traveling around. Rudiger turns out to be solid, you know? Uh, yeah. That's it. Um, Crimeo- I feel like uh, academics love this chapter because there's so much geography stuff going on Oh, in yeah, it. I bet. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> um, they do mention... Um, in this, which we'll probably see in the next chapter, is that um, they're like, you know, the sagas are, you know, classical literature loves to tip his hand on what's going to happen. It's like, yeah, she's going to go there and everyone's going to have a great time, actually, for at least a little while until things go the way they go. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, they do mention that she is maybe was not super bought in on this, but is going to happiness and the people who go with her will have, find happiness there, um, which is yeah. nice. Yeah. Um. And yeah, there's, uh, you know, real cosmopolitan, uh, Christian life and heathen existing side by side. Yeah. But whichever right a man followed, the king's magnam- uh, magnanimity, uh, really hard to say that with my throat right now, yeah, you're fine. uh, saw to it that all were amply rewarded. Yeah. Um, so it's cool down there. Yeah. They also like as they're traveling. It's like here's the here's the palace that was the queen's, and you can take it up in her stead. And uh, like almost as if like there's like a shared the 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 land is so big. There's like a shared power between the king and queen, where she's given a lot of leeway. Just have her own like castle and lands that she's in control of. Yeah, which seems much more uh, equitable and interesting than how she was set up. Not only where she was, but where she was a Siegfried, where she's you know bearing his children and sitting on the throne with him. Yeah. Um, good reading, though. Yeah. Excited for... At this point, it seems like it is going to truly be, like, Gunther and Hagen fucking stepping it. <laughs> and fuck yes. it up again. Yeah. Because I feel like they just solved all their problems, as long as they don't start shit. Um, I'm trying to remember who it is that... Uh, it might be... Hogni, which is uh, Hagen in the Involsunga saga, mm-hmm. when they like go to fight Otley, who then like plays the harp with his feet or whatever to to keep the snakes at bay. I don't remember this at all. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember. Um, but I mean, I remember the playing the the harp with the feet. I just don't remember. Mm-hmm. If it was Hogni or, or somebody else, but um, yeah, I feel like from what I remember of the Volsunga saga, they are probably going to head over there for some stupid reason. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, that's it for the reading, though. Yeah, that's it. Next week, we'll have three more. Uh, I'm just like quickly checking to see if I can see who it is this wikipedia article is too long um anyway what have you been up to uh fucking nothing working watching the sopranos 
you know, watching more movies because you made me talk about all the movies last week. So I need more movies to talk about <laughs> for my movie podcast. You say this like it's a problem that you have to watch movies. It is. I don't have that much time. I don't have that much energy. Mm-hmm. I can't do movies I can't do it so all. Good. I can't come to this podcast with a movie every week and my own podcast with a movie every week. Or every two weeks, you know. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like I do not have truly much at all. Um, cause I, w- I was extremely sick for like two days. So yeah, no, you're allowed. I, uh, on the last VoIP life, uh, you can get that patreon.com session or mapping for $10 a month. It's really good. Uh, I had asked the discord, the, the people listening to VoIP life to give me a list of, uh, modern films that are not like by major directors that I might want, like stuff I might've missed in the last 10 years where I haven't been paying attention to modern movies. And they provided way too many. I have like a list of uh, how many are on this list? 82 movies at this point, which is just too fucking many. Um, yeah. And some of these probably, cause my, my, my thing was um, like, I know, I know what like Scorsese put out in the last 10 years, right? Like I know the directors I followed when I cared about movies 10 years ago, but I truly just don't know what new movies are and who, like what's interesting and what I should pay attention to. I know it like hits Twitter film Twitter, but that's not the same thing. Um, And so I just asked for a bunch of recommendations for when I don't know what to watch and can throw on something. And like I said, they provided quite a bit. I'll link it in the description of this episode. If people are interested, it's, it was in the discord as well, but um, it kind of got disappeared. Uh, I'll send this to you too. Um, This is a very eclectic list. Uh, I'm not looking for more entries for the record. This is already too many movies. Um, So sorry, you missed your, you missed your uh, window, but it is weird. Like I just have this thing where I'm like, if a movie's from the last 10 years, I just don't trust it, <laughs> which I said on Voip Life. <laughs> and I'm trying to get over myself because I know there's new people working in film that it's probably worth paying attention to. But my gut is like, oh, it sucks. Like, and if I do like them, they're going to go make a Marvel movie next. It's going to be miserable. <laughs> Hard to trust, given the way movies are right now. My uh, letterbox is saying that this is says, greetings, Professor Falcon. Shall we play a game? The file you're attempting to access is classified. Weird. You probably you probably have it, like, as a private or something. Oh, I think I need to give you the actual link. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Because um, I, I linked you my thing. Um, but I think you need this link. Sorry. Okay. Oh, yeah. That worked. Yeah. Because it's, like, a private list. Yeah. I wasn't originally going to send it, but then I made it, and I was like, I might as well throw this in the Discord. I've um, seen 1% of these movies because I watched one of them last night. <laughs> yeah. I had watched 0%. The only the only ones people had suggested <laughs> that I'd seen were One Cut of the Dead, which is fucking fantastic. Great film. Um, uh, God, what were, the, what were the other ones? Now I don't remember. Um, and I feel bad. I'll look it up real quick. As you, you can keep talking. If you were, yeah. It sounded like you were going to say I've something. I've watched two of these. Uh, which ones have you seen? Um, Banshees of Inisherin. Yes, which I know you do not like, yeah. and uh, also doesn't really <laughs> well, count because I know he does like movies that I'm interested in, right? Um, yeah, it it's this thing of like while watching it, it is an enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. The the like actual comedy of it and all of that stuff really works for me. Yeah, it's when I think about the politics of it that I'm just like the. Like, I can see how it could so easily get its hooks in me if I just didn't know about, like, yes. Irish history. Yeah. yeah. No, that <laughs> so, was, um, that one yeah. I, like, 
I just threw everything. The only things I didn't throw in were the three that I had already seen, which were One Cut of the Dead, which I said was already good. May, December, which I also watched uh, the other week, and that's really good. And Sorry to Bother You, which I saw in theaters when it was around the first time, which is also pretty good. Uh, yeah. And uh, But everything else I threw in with no no eye to quality control. I can't vouch for any of those. I just added them all. Yeah. Because um, that's what I need is to... But, like, the Green Knight's in here. And, like, that was on my, like, radar. I know about the Green Knight. Everyone talked about the Green Knight. I'm not sure I'm super enthused about watching the Green Knight, but I will watch the Green Knight at some point. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that's the biggest... That and uh, Banshee's of Ishran are the two biggest ones on here that um, I knew about them. Benedetta, I knew about Benedetta. So I know about Paul Verhoeven. He's been making movies a long time. I'm a big fan. <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet, but I knew about it. Um, it's fine, you know? Asking yeah. people to give me a list of things I might not have heard of uh, without any further guidance on knowing what I have and haven't seen is basically an impossible task, right? Uh, so it's yeah. fine. Uh, but it was funny. Yeah. And it's nice to have the list because there's a bunch. I didn't realize until I made this list that uh, you can just tell Letterboxd what streaming services you have and they'll just you can just filter oh, by yeah. that. And that's fucking sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I use that all the time. I mean, I don't sometimes I'll filter by it, but not as often as like I'll look something up and I'll just see. Yeah, but if I'm if I'm in the mood, if I'm like, oh, it's like Tuesday night and I don't feel like playing a game or something. I'll watch a movie. I feel like a movie. It's and I I don't want to go like have to download something and wait for it to fucking complete and put it in my Plex server. It's nice to be able to just filter this. And be like, oh, I can watch this one right now. Very handy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The other one that I've seen is Klaus. Okay. Good um. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like a charming little Christmas animated thing. Yeah, I knew that because yeah. like, people talked it up when it came out. Yeah. Um. It was fine. Okay. Like, didn't leave that much of an impression on me, but, um, the animation style is nice, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, also, Emily's, like, a little bit more of an animation person than me, in terms of just, like, wanting to see the, the animation that, like, animation people are talking about. Yeah, you know? I used to be one of these people and really fell yeah. off it. <laughs> uh, there's a chance that I will see the boy in the here, uh... Boy and the Heron in theaters because Emily might want to go see it. Oh, okay. So, um, otherwise, I'd probably just watch it whenever. Yeah, don't. Uh, don't Autumn uh, watches it for uh, me and Autumn are yeah. constantly holding our breath for Torrance to drop of that, and then we'll figure yeah. it out. Um, maybe look, maybe it'll be fine. Just just because the fact the last Miyazaki movie made me so mad, it makes me want to spit every time I think about that man. Doesn't mean that he doesn't have a good movie in him. That's the worst part of directors that suck. They always have a good movie in them. Yeah. Um, on a stream that I was watching yesterday, yeah, Narissa was talking about seeing Boy in the Heron, mm-hmm. um, and being like, yeah, it's like basically the like, it's my. It's her favorite one since Spirited Away. Um, yeah, I mean... Spirited Away is still better. The but. nature of it makes it sound like it's kind of a Spirited Away. Like, not the same yeah. thing, but like playing in the same ballpark. Yeah. Um, and then it was very funny as it seemed like she was trying to say, I think some of the Ghibli, or Ghibli movies are kind of mid, uh, but in the nice way where it's just like, yeah, I mean, I like all the Ghibli movies. <laughs> No, some um, of them fucking suck. Yeah. Yeah. Um especially the that f- fucking one before this. Mm. Anyway, um 
Also, looking at this list just reminds me that I still need to watch uh, Drive My Car. Is that on here? Yeah, I haven't seen that. Um, it's not on here, oh, but on here. Um, okay. that's, yeah. It was just so long that I I will think about how I should watch that, and then I'm like, but I'd have to break it up again, like, you know, two days, watch this. I at least. don't remember anything about Drive My Car. Um... So I'd watched like a few other things by this director, uh, Hamaguchi Ryusuke. Oh yeah, I'm looking. Um, I haven't seen a single thing from him. Yeah. Um, and it's like what 179 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, which is honestly short compared to some of his stuff. I think. Okay, that's like that's so. like. I mean, it's a whole night, but that's one night. You could do that one night. Yeah. Um. Three hours. Yeah, I could. Unsurprisingly. I'd, Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'd have to, like, immediately go from, um, you know, kid bedtime to watching movie, probably. Yeah. But uh, I guess it's a credit to our audience that when I did ask for this list, I got a lot of international cinema. And I was mostly asking for, like, things coming out of um, Hollywood that aren't dog shit, um, like indie yeah. films in America, which is fine. I don't mind diversifying, but... Um, I didn't even I didn't specify, but I thought it was implied that I was looking for like what what I have no hope for American cinema. Is there anything good out there? And there is stuff in here, Um, but it's definitely like a very global list here. Yeah, I saw people talking about the uh, the clan's heir as a trans woman, which does just seem like a movie made for me. Yes, I was like, I have have not seen that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, the truth is that when it just comes to Yakuza movies, I'm generally not watching any of the new stuff that comes out yeah um because just the weird old 70s 80s stuff um or just like v cinema stuff is gonna scratch the itch anyway mm-hmm. and there's so much of it <laughs> so the one that caught my eye the most just like adding these was pegasus which is a 2019 chinese film about a rally racer uh who like gets thrown out of racing and gets a normal life and then tries to go back to racing i just think that rally racing is cool i'm really excited for that yeah. Um, I'll have to check some of this stuff out to you. But yeah. But yeah. I, I'm like looking forward to uh, the Yule break because I will just be able to like do things like watch movies and stuff and not be working slash podcasting slash being sick, hopefully. I um I've been watching a lot of Sopranos, so that's it. But I don't have anyone around me who's watched Sopranos to talk about the Sopranos with. Otherwise, half of my podcast would just be about the fucking Sopranos at this point. But you haven't seen yeah. it. Jackson hasn't seen it. Uh, I've only seen like bits and pieces of the yeah. Sopranos. My my parents watched a lot of Sopranos. Um, so there's no place to put that. I I just started. I ended season five tonight, and I'm in, in the middle of episode two of season six. So very close. I'll finish that tonight. So I have 19 episodes left. Should be done by the end of the year. That'll be nice. Yeah. But um, and people need to. This is the problem with television. Is uh, if nobody watches your show, there's nothing to do with it. It's like oh, I I spent literally dozens of hours of my life watching this thing, and uh, there's no podcast to put it on, which is not. I'm trying to not get away from that thinking, but it's nice to be able to talk about the thing you watched. And like Destiny yeah. is a huge fan of Sopranos, so we're talking about it in our like own time. Um, but I would like to turn that into productive work on some level. I'd like to get paid twice for having watched Sopranos. Not only do I get to watch a good <laughs> show, but also I get some podcast content out of it, so I don't have to think of something yeah. else. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I feel like we already briefly talked about like TV and sitcoms and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm starting to cast about for my next show because I'd like I'd like to not stop watching television. You know, I'd like to find a new thing. I'm not asking for suggestions yeah. on that. Please do not give me TV suggestions. The investment's too high. Um, I'm put out some feelers to some people. I'm in, like you know want to hear what they might suggest i shot almost all of them down the instant i heard them uh <laughs> i'm not watching justified sorry it's too one it's too close to the thing i just got done watching stop it yeah um i was trying to think if i had anything that i would recommend to you but um i feel like a lot of the stuff you've like scene or it's just like yeah just watch like an old sitcom that's the kind of shit that i like yeah i like so. that but that's not the same as like a long-term yeah. like down like project that's not for work like oh i if i'm if i don't know what to do or i'm like can't sleep i'll throw in an episode of a show and i'll slowly chip away at it i've been watching like I really got back on board after I got out of the hospital, right? Because I was trying to, like, you know, shake up my life a little bit. I had a lot. I was supposed to rest more. Um, but the first season half of The Sopranos took me, like, a year and a half to watch. Like, I'm looking at, like, something that's, like, a long-term commitment. Uh, so yeah. I don't want it to just be, like, you know, just some random thing. Uh, yeah. You've already seen Twin Peaks, which would be, like, the thing that I could think of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That would be, like, that kind of TV thing and not just, like... Oh, you should just rewatch Futurama. Futurama's great. Yeah, I don't want to rewatch. Like, I don't want to rewatch yeah. anything. Uh, that's not true. Yeah. Part of the, uh, what I did reconsider. I did consider what if I rewatch Hannibal, but I'm not going to. Uh, but I I thought about it because that's a good. That's one of the best shows. Yeah. Uh, have you seen The Prisoner? I have. Okay. I, I think we talked about The Prisoner on this podcast. Eh, look, we talked about a lot of things in when this I was podcast. watching through it. Um, yeah, we do. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, then you're good. You've seen um, all the you've seen all the you've seen Twin Peaks. You've seen The Prisoner. You've seen all the shows worth watching. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Truly, The Sopranos seems like the the thing that I have this certain like revulsion to of just not liking a lot of prestige TV stuff, but that I would actually probably enjoy. Yeah. You know. I also um, am generally like not interested in prestige TV. I tried, like I've tried Mad Men and a uh, couple other things, and nothing ever took. But this one, uh, because it's like the originator of the idea, it's still just playing in like normal family comedy drama stuff. Um, it's just a fucking normal show. It's just a normal show. Sometimes it gets a little arty, sometimes it's a little serious, but it's mostly just a fucking television show. Yeah. Um. Turn out was it. There's some show that I watched with my parents, like, back in the day, mm -hmm. that was also, like, in that, like, very early, it was, like, Six Feet Under, I think. Oh, yeah. I watched a lot of Six Feet Under. Yeah. Six Feet Under. Yeah. Much worse show than Sopranos, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I watched that when it was airing, Six Feet Under. Shit. Yeah. Same. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's Alan Ball's post-American beauty, uh, thing. He went and did Six Feet Under for HBO. Um, mm -hmm. so that's why that fucking sucks. <laughs> and then he went and did true blood, which I have not seen, but sounded like it fucking sucked. It sounded like that one kind of sucked in a way where I'd have fun with it until I really didn't, but I didn't watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, part of it is I just truly don't watch that much TV. Yeah, no, no me either. But like, 
Yeah. Part of that is because because films are so weird, right? Like all the actors fucking fled to television and like not every TV show is good, but I one I have a healthy appetite for really stupid TV. Um, if for all mankind was over, I would be watching for all mankind. Cause that seems like a really dumb show. Uh, <laughs> um, but it, I think it's still, I think he's still doing show episodes and I, I can't, I can't take on board anything that I'm going to have to catch up, like get caught up on and then wait for that's not going to work for me. Um, and so that yeah. part's limited. Um, but like a bunch of good actors just did show, did, have done shows or doing shows. There's a lot of good work being done hidden in TV. It's just impossible to sort from the bullshit, especially when like, you know, you, you I don't know who to trust for TV takes. Everybody's a fan of something. That doesn't mean I'm going to like it. It's hard. To, it's hard to sift, right? It's incredibly hard to sift. And the investment of yeah. does this, is this worth my time is like maybe a season or two. That's a lot of time. <laughs> I know yeah. the movie sucks in like 10 minutes. You you cannot give yeah. television 10 minutes. Every show will be bad if you give it 10 minutes. <laughs> um, And also sometimes it's like, you know that the movie sucks after 10 minutes, but you're like, well, it's 90 minutes. Yeah, I'm just going to exactly. like watch this, this movie that sucks because like somebody recommended it to me and I'll just, I'll see it through. Yeah. But if I watch one episode of a yeah. show and it's like, I don't know, it was okay, but... If I want to find out more, it's like, well, I'm signing up for like fucking 80 episodes or something. That's a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. You tell people like, oh, I watched like the first three episodes and it wasn't very good. And they're like, well, it doesn't even get good until episode or like season two. But you still have to watch season one to like know who the characters are. And you're like, yeah. you know, and often it's true. It's just it's such a commitment. Yeah. One of my favorite shows is uh, Next Generation, which is famously a show that everybody hates in season one. I, I think season one's fine. It's very uneven, but it's fine. They're yeah. finding what they're, what they're doing. But uh, yeah, and also that's like fucking 120 episodes or something. No, it's more than yeah. that. It's like 170. What's TNG? I think it's 170 because they had 26. Yeah. 176 episodes. Yeah a lot of episodes i've watched them all like five times <laughs> no um, not i mean last time i watched them was the destiny like god 10 years ago when i showed her tng but um you know that's a show i used to watch all the time yeah um though in the period where i did watch more tv mm -hmm. i feel like it ended up getting more into uh like british tv in part just because like a season's like six episodes or something, you know? This is fair. But every time I, yeah. every British TV show I've tried to watch, I fucking hated. So I have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I did some Doctor Who that went well until it really didn't. Can't watch Doctor Who anymore. Um, I saw Sherlock. That fucking sucked. Everyone knows Sherlock sucks. I watched yeah. Spaced, fucking hated Spaced. Watched British Office, hated British Office. Uh, it's just not going to work for me. Does, uh, yeah. does the, what's the fucking upstairs, downstairs, Downton Abbey, is that, that's a British show, right? Didn't like, Downton yeah. Abbey was fine, and then it got really annoying. Like, immediately in series two, I was like, nah, I don't, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, the problem with British TV now is just knowing all the people who are, like, truly awful yes. people. Yes, this is yeah. This is an inherent problem with, like, films in general is, like, um, once you know too much, like, what am I going to fucking do with this? Like, I, I can't watch yeah. anything this person's in cause they're a monster. Um, 
everyone's got to do their own navigation of how you're going to feel about Spielberg's future body of work. I mean, everyone, if you've seen his movies, you knew that guy was not a Zionist, but he keeps opening his damn mouth now. And it's like, man, you could have just sat down and everyone would have forgotten everything you've done in the past in this moment, but you didn't. Yeah. Um, used to really love the IT crowd. I've never um, seen that. It, it's a very funny show. Mm. The man who wrote and directed it is like actively campaigning for my non-existence. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, um, that's Graham Linehan. Oh God. Right. Oh, yeah. Glinner. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I knew that is, I just didn't know he was the IT show guy. Um, oh, have you seen Garth Marenghi's dark place? No, it's only six episodes. You should check out Garth Marenghi's dark place. Okay. Um, very specifically like a weird comedy love letter to like really low budget old horror movies okay um garth Marenghi is like a comical uh stephen king type writer guy mm-hmm. um and then there's like this series of of uh you know made for tv i, I forget if it's like supposed to be a tv series or made for tv movies or something mm-hmm. uh, but then they're like doing commentary while you're also watching the episode um like it'll cut away to like interviews with the director or whatever um it's just it's pretty good if you just appreciate old shitty horror movies with the, like bad special effects the so. main guy in this is called matthew wholeness so i feel like it's fate that i should at least give this a shot <laughs> Since uh, um, Bob Holness haunts me to this day. Yeah, is he in any way related? No, I, I was Googling this. No, <laughs> not at all. But sometimes you take your omens where they'll lay, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's also because I feel like uh, Richard Aoade, like whenever you see him, he's doing his like IT crowd character most of the time. So the only thing That's I know like, him from is that fucking uh, fable thing the um that fable preview that they did uh, at the last e3 the la- the actual last e3 uh, <laughs> i don't know i don't know if i've seen this oh it's just a re- it's a bad cg richard iode doing his like thing um which i know do know a little bit because i've uh i've seen um submarine and uh and i've seen a bit of the mighty boosh i once knew this girl who's really into going to the forest and doing mushrooms who love the mighty boosh which is just like the summary of all mighty boosh fans everywhere to me yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah his character in it's still like doing that sort of weird awkward thing that he does um but in garth marenghi's dark place it's far more like he's like the producer so there's just like a weird he has a a totally different air about him he's not like a weird nerdy guy i'll give him Um, a shot sure yeah uh, it's more like the the producer who really wanted to be in it but can't act. Oh, I love is that. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, is far more how it's played. So it's only um, six episodes. So I'll give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's got Matt Berry too. I feel like he's, I don't know who that is. Um, yeah. He's he's like in a lot of. I feel like he's like doing a lot of voices now too. I've like seen him voicing characters and all sorts of stuff. Um, Has he been in? Oh, he's in the TV show. What we do in the shadows, which I have not seen. Yeah. I bet that's good. Um, I really like the movie. I know people like the show. Yeah. Um, he's in Snuffbox, the, the show, which is pretty good too. Okay. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember it being pretty funny. I don't remember who, uh, 
wrote and directed that. So okay. could be mega canceled. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, there's that like uh, disenchantment. He's a, a character in that. Do you know that one? No. It's um, Matt Groening made Futurama again, but fantasy this time. Okay. So and obviously not as good because it's like yeah 2018 yeah so yeah. yeah definitely did not know anything about that that doesn't sound uh, like my thing i'll be honest yeah um uh, he is a voice in the book of boba fett i guess oh great well another thing i've never yeah. watched <laughs> <laughs> yeah um no, I I feel like yeah, that's that's my recommendation to you is Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Yeah, I'll give that. Like I said, low investment. Yeah. That's like one week. Get that over with. Yeah. Um, and after like one episode, you'll know whether or not like there's still some episodes that I think are funnier than others, but you'll know the vibe. Yeah. You know, it's gonna maintain that vibe. Uh. So yeah. Um. Yeah, the one bit that I always remember from it is there's one where they're being haunted by the the Scottish mist, um, and there's a part where he goes to like appease the Scotsmen um, who are part of the Scottish mist that are like, you know, because he like wronged people in Scotland once, um, and there's a part where they say you are a true Highlander, and like whenever this the Scottish people talk, they like put subtitles under them, and for that one, it's like you are a true Highlander, and then in like parentheses, Scottish person. Um, I just think about that joke all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, I don't know if I have too much else. I, I guess the other, like the big thing that I did, um, cause I've been reading it. Well, I read it once during lunch and then I'm like reading it a little bit, like when I'm going to bed, mm-hmm. like falling asleep. Um, so I had to restart the second chapter multiple times. Uh, but I did start reading through, um, neighborhood story. Oh yeah, you can't talk about this. I'm gonna watch. Yeah. I'm gonna read this once it's all out, and we're gonna do a fucking manga cafe about it. Yeah, but that's not gonna. It's gonna be like a year before all four are out. I know, but I don't want to yeah. hear about it because I'm gonna read it later. I'm just saying. I'm, <laughs> Is it good? I'm reading it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely like earlier in her work. Yeah. Um, I I like how loose the style is. Mm. Um, like she always kind of kind of has a looseness but yes. it's like very loose and cute in neighborhood uh neighborhood story that's really exciting too. um and it, it also feels like i can kind of i mean one it's like the thing before like paradise kiss is a sequel to it yeah um and so there's ways where i can like i don't know the full trajectory of it but i can kind of see uh obviously like uh mikako miwako's like older sister yes. is like the main character um but there's lots of ways that like neighborhood story at least in the beginning seems to be about like being a child and having like these childhood crushes and then starting to like go through puberty and then like your relationship to like having an attraction to someone changes because like now sexuality becomes a thing yeah uh that does seem like it's just like yeah and then that would lead into like the high school intensity of like the first real big romance that you have so yeah that makes sense um yeah but I don't know what the, the full trajectory will be. Um, but yeah, right now it's a lot of like, I don't even know if I understand what love is kind of stuff. So, um, and like, you know, the extremely early, like beginning to become interested in sex is a thing that happens just when you're going through puberty. So, um, 
Yeah. It's pretty cute, though. And the colors are, like, so intensely of, like, the era of when I was a kid. Um, It's just, like, extremely 90s colors, so. Oh, that's um, awesome to me, for sure. Yeah. Um, And the, the, the like, uh, addition is really nice. Like, you know, some great, like, color pages. Um, the There's, like, nice little flaps and everything. Like, it's, you know, it's, like, a, a more intense or, or, like, a fancier sort of volume than, like, the Nana ones, which are, like, very straightforward, like, you know, manga volume, Tankaban thing. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, especially because I think it's, like, combining. Because it's not, it wasn't originally four volumes in in japan they wrote stories like seven or something uh sure yeah and i think they break it up somehow for this yeah it was originally seven so um i hope that they like also do an official i don't think there's an official translation of the anime but i've seen like some of that just like you know images from it it looks pretty good um so um, this is 50 episodes. Wow. That's a lot of episodes of anime. Yeah. Um, it's especially, I'm just going to send this, this, uh, like one that popped up right here. It's like funny the ways that it kind of feels like Daria. <laughs> I've not seen Daria, so that's not going to mean much to me. Oh, well, Daria, oh, that's now cute. that's a show. Um, yeah. I don't think Daria is the kind of show I'm looking for, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I, I'm sure I would like it. I just... Uh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember the... There's some other one that like I always associate with Daria, but I never remember the, na- the name of. But Where can people find you? We're getting out of here. Uh, you can find me at Foxwomnia on Twitter, basically. Um, I also have a co-host and a Blue Sky, but I have not used them in months. So maybe over the holiday, I will change that. But it hasn't happened yet. Um, go listen to my other podcasts. If you want to listen to me talk a lot about Yuzawa Ai's other manga, Nana, you can go to Ghost Divers. Um, x4odd.io slash Ghost Divers. Um, also listen to Ornate Stairwells. Lots of movie talk there. Um, illness got in the way of i don't know when we're gonna be able to record again but i was so sad yeah i was too yeah but not as Um, much as me yeah and pondering putan uh connor and i my my co-host from ghost diver is doing a timed comedy podcast basically yeah or hangout podcast or whatever the fuck it is that's true yeah where we will find you. You can find me on Twitter at em underscore being. You can find all my podcasts at abnormalmapping.com. Uh, check out uh, Abnormal Mapping. We'll be out. God, uh, no, no. Uh, if you're listening to this the week it comes out, send an email about Final Fantasy 15 because we're recording on Saturday. If it's after the like the week it comes out, then uh, look forward to our Final Fantasy 15 episode or maybe go listen to it already because I hope it's good. Um, 
because I'm, I'm sure it's going to take a long time. <laughs> uh, so it better be good at the other end of that. Uh, if you'd like to support our podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash mapping for $1 a month. You get the great Gundam project. We're nearing the end of season one of Gundam Double O. Uh, it's getting, it's getting heated. It's very good. Uh, we're watching Rose of Versailles. Um, if you had told me six months ago that I would hate Oscar Rose of Versailles, uh, as like a coward and a fool, I wouldn't believe you, but that's kind of where I'm at right now with Rosa Rasai. Um, not, not, not the biggest Oscar fan for, uh, ideological reasons. You can listen to, uh, GGP if you'd like to hear that. Um, and, uh, for $5, you get, uh, you get blockbusters, which recently came back with an episode on GI Joe, the rise of Cobra that everyone seemed to greatly enjoy. I thought it was a pretty good episode. Um, I'll, I also play pharmacy tactics on weekends where we don't have blockbusters recording. Um, and for $10, you get VoIP life where I don't know what the fuck we're doing for the VoIP life. That's going to be out this week. We haven't recorded it yet. And I have nothing. And it's like our Christmas episode. And I feel kind of bad about how I have nothing for like the episode that's going to drop the right before Christmas weekend. Um, so I'm trying not to feel too depressed about that but that's where i'm at right now and hopefully by next week when this drops uh, i will ha- it will be done i will have been good and i won't feel bad about it but right now i feel fucking terrible about it so <laughs> podcaster insight um that's everything watch me and dia play dagger valmon raw we're probably going to be done by the time you listen to this because i think the next episode is going to be the last episode um so look forward to that. I don't know what we're doing next. We were going to do something and I wanted to do, I decided to do something else because it was another heavy talky one. And I kind of want a chance to just have more conversations with Dia. Um, I wish yeah. there were more flower, sun and rains in the world is what I'm saying. Yeah. Instead of the don't touch, don't touch, don't t- you touch, you touch, you touch, you, 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 just, you, you, you just touch. see Dia getting fed up with the video game in real time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeepers, Laura. God. Uh, Anyway, that's it for me. That's it for you. Until next time, we are out of the podcast. The other cartoon I was thinking of was Mission Hill. That's kind of like Daria. Say the words. And then we are out of the podcast.